With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, Steeler Nation? We are back with another episode of the Sick Podcast, Steeler Crazy. We have a very, very special guest today, Big O. So we are excited to talk to Larry. This is Miked Up Sports One. I'm Jay York Football. Shane, ready, set, let's get it. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith Shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Yeah, you already said it, JY. This is a man that, quite frankly, needs no introduction. Steeler, for the first time last season, Pittsburgh embraced this guy, and we're really fortunate to have him for a few more years in the black and gold. Let's welcome in none other than Larry Ogunjobi. Larry, what's going on? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Good, good. Good, man. We appreciate you. Really excited to chat with you. And as we mentioned, of course, happy that you're back in the black and gold, man. Uh, free agent this offseason, of course, ultimately three-year deal to remain in Pittsburgh. Why, Larry? Um, I think it just felt right. You know, the team embraced me with open, um, really open arms. Um, the environment was cool. Obviously, I had like a kind of tumultuous last couple of years with like the injury and everything that happened. But I just felt like it was the right place. Um And, it, you know, some things just feel right. So it was kind of like a no-brainer. Obviously, we went back and forth. In negotiations, but really just sitting down and having a place where you can consistently, you know, build and grow, I think was really important for me. And I had the opportunity here. So, you know, I took it. I'm sure somebody that's helping you build and grow, as you mentioned, is head coach Mike Tomlin. How special is it playing for him? And I, I saw, you know, you talked about in a, in a recent interview, you guys start two and six, kind of feels like the sky is falling. Uh, but he, he helped you guys keep the faith, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's just a testament to his character and the person that he is. You know, he said he's not going to be a moving target. And, you know, a lot of times it's not that, you know, that when the team is kind of faltering or things aren't going, you know, the right way, it is a moving target. Somebody says one thing, then does another. There's a whole bunch of th- different things going on. But Coach T was just really steadfast in, in what he believed in, and, you know, the guys really rallied around it. And then you saw as the team started to, you know, begin to make that turn and that, that push towards the end of the season, it was just, it was almost kind of like storybook. And I, I think that's really important for guys to be able to kind of, to kind of hang their hat on somebody that is going to be for them regardless of the situation. A lot of times in life, you kind of, you kind of go through things where people kind of move with the ebbs and flows. And obviously there's ups and downs, but you want to have, you have, you want to have a constant, you know, and Coach T is that constant for a lot of us where he's just, like I said, like, I'm not going to be a moving target. I'm going to be here. You know, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to pour into you guys, and we're going to get this thing right. 
you know, and we were, we, we did, and we're working, obviously we have a higher standard than that, but that you, you can see the growth, you can see the, the progression, you can see how guys are, you know, buying in and moving forward. So, you know, I'm excited for it. We're hanging out here with Larry Ogunjobi on the Sick Podcast. Steelers, crazy. Yeah, you guys finished strong. Larry, Man. obviously, you know, you're quite honestly a field goal away from, from making the playoffs at the end there. I'm sure you got to be extra. Well, first of all, you guys, are, are you tuned in when that's happening? You know, you know what's going on in these other games at the end of the year. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we kind of, we knew right before, right after. I can't remember how it happened, but you never want to put your fate in somebody else's sure. hand, especially not and just just being around the culture. That's definitely not what you know Steelers want to do. So um, obviously, you want to control your own destiny and things of that nature. But like I said, it's just a testament to the guys of, of where we started from and how things looked, and you know to fight back, to climb back, and and to finish the way that we did. And I feel like that's what you need to build that momentum, to build that camaraderie, and just move in the right direction. No question about it. You guys make the playoffs, obviously. I'm sure there are some things when you look at the defense and even personal reflection, you, you're all about growth and building upon things. What do you guys need to do better as a unit? What's something specifically that, that you're kind of focusing on in, in terms of growing individually in your game? Um, I think I think as a defense, it's always you know, eliminating big plays, you know, not letting things get out the box, not things letting get over our heads, things of that nature. And then just personally, just continuing to play to that that high standard. You know, when you're going through injuries and, and things of that nature, like it sucks and, and you got to go through them. But you still have this standard of play that you want to execute. You still have things that you want to do. And for me personally, that's just what I want to get to, where it's just that you're making plays, you're having fun, you, you're doing the things that you need to do just to put yourself and your team in a position to win. And um, I think that's just the key. You know, when you maximize your role, understand exactly what your role is then we all win you know it's, this is the, this yeah. is a great sport ever because it's, it's a true team sport you can't just win by one person alone and, and it takes all 11 guys on offense on defense on special teams to put that thing together and then to deliver a product and i think that as you as you're growing as i've grown as a player and i've gone through my process i think that's the one thing that i've understood the most is that it takes a team you know, you you can be a guy, but then when you when you put a bunch of guys together, that's when you start seeing the true difference. And I just feel like we're we're in that progression right now. We're in that that thing where we've just been building upon. We got the right guys. We got the right coaches, players, all that kind of stuff. And I think that we just I think training camp will be good just to put this thing together, put the pads on, and and really mesh this thing not the way it's supposed to be. So I'm excited. Real quick before I turn it over to Jordan over here. Are you 100%? You feeling healthy? I'm good. Good. So on that same talk topic about team, talk about your quarterback, Kenny Pickett. You know, you have a firsthand look at him at practice. What what is what have you seen the most from year one to year two now? Um, I just say his growth and his demeanor, how delivering the ball, how he um how he's just executing. I think that, you know, I think for a lot of guys when you ask around, I think the biggest growth from a player from the most important growth phase is like that year one to year two, because sophomores really kind of, you're not going through like all the, the, the things like the, the rookie stuff that you got to do, you know, like there's a whole bunch of different 
the saying is you're only a rookie once. Just the whole bunch of stuff. You got the combine. You got all your all-star games. You got this. You got that. You got the rookie meetings after practice. <laughs> like just the whole bunch of things that you got to kind of have to do as a rookie. But and when you go into that sophomore season, it's like you don't have all those other things. You don't have all those all business. All just you get to have a full off season. You can train the way you really want to. You, you, you've already been in the system now, so you kind of understand what it is that you want to work on, how you want to deliver this thing. And I just feel like you, you see that demeanor, that that confidence. And I think that's where you can really see the true growth. And I, I'm excited for him. Like I said before, I feel like sky's the limit for him. So I know he's going to do his thing. So no worries about that. Yeah, I've been covering KP since college. So it's like his growth is just insane, especially that Heisman year. So all around great stuff. You played for most of the AFC North teams. Can you talk about, you know, how I know you were at different points in your career, you know, but just talk about kind of like the difference in that and then coming to the Steelers organization. Um, To be honest, I haven't really thought to like, obviously, I know that I played for, this yeah. for different teams, but I'm not in a point right now where I'm worried about reflection. I'm more worried about like the present, the opportunity mm -hmm. I have right now. Obviously, I was with the Browns and I was with Cincinnati. We went to the Super Bowl, and those were all experiences. But I think the biggest thing is being where my feet are at. You know, I don't have time to think about them until we play them. You feel me? Like, yeah, not thinking about me right now. So it's like I, I, I've gotten to the point right now where I'm really just poured into myself, my team, my craft, and really focused on how I can deliver this best product for the Steelers. Mm -hmm season and for seasons to come so i mean I, I will say that you know just being in pittsburgh has been just a, a blessing just because of like the culture and the people i've been around and, and my teammates and it's just a testament to the guys in the locker room and just the environment that they've cultivated over the years but yeah my focus is to be the best dealer i can be and that's just i'll reflect when i retire but like right yeah. now pouring into to what I have and what I am right now. And that's, uh, you know, being a Pittsburgh Steeler. So that's what I'm saying right now. You're bleeding black and gold and that's all that matters. You're living in the moment. <laughs> all that matters. So before I throw it back over to Mike, I just kind of like to ask a lot of the guys, you know, that we have on the show, do you set personal goals for yourself in a season? Like, you know, certain statistics that you're trying to reach or is your main goal? And I know it's cliche because, you know, all the players say, I want to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, everyone, the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl every year. But, you know, just some personal goals maybe that you have for yourself or, you know, something that you're, that you're going into this year. I want to say like weird about it, but I don't like talking about I just because those are those are personal goals, yeah. you know, or mm. those are, are in I understand. my like in my heart. That answered the question basically. <laughs> that's that's what that it makes sense to me. But I, I, I will say that once again, it's like being healthy and being able to deliver the product, the player. That that is important to me. You know, being able to to obviously coming off a of list, Frank, isn't easy. Season, all this kind of stuff, but just being able to do the things that I know in my heart that I'm able to do. I think that's my goal. And then to see where the, where that lies, you know, at the end of the season and what that looks like. But the goal has been to be healthy, to, to be stronger, faster, to be in shape, to be ready and to put myself in the position to succeed, you know, 
more than I did, way more than I did last year. So I think that is the overarching thing. But my personal goals are, you know, those are personal. But yeah. the bar has always been set super high. And then, and you know, I'm in a room with a bunch of great players. The bar mm -hmm. is already set high in that aspect as well. So uh, you are the company you keep. And, and I think that's the great thing about our locker room is that everybody is just is, is pushing the envelope. Everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to, to do the little extra, to push a little more. And I think that is the, the difference maker. Yeah, that's the reason I asked that, because I'm the same way. Everyone always asks me, you know, what's your personal goals? Is it just get better? I know you're a very, very phil philosophical guy. You know, we read the tweets and everything. And uh, that's that's where I really couldn't connect it, man, because, you know, hard work, putting good into the universe and just getting the work every day. So I agree. I think this stuff. Uh, it's like, it's funny when you tell people your goals, like your brain releases like this double. Yeah. yeah, it almost feels like you've accomplished it in your mind because mm -hmm. you about it. And like, yeah, man, that's great. Your body feels it's, it's a weird trick. So I'm like, don't talk about it until it's done. You know, yeah. work and grind and and you know, save all the pats on the back from when you actually receive what it is that you're trying to work for. So. All right, 40 sacks. You heard it here first. No, I'm just messing <laughs> Larry, Jordan said it, man. Philosophical. You, can, you remind me of Mike Tomlin in some ways, man, where, where you're you know, very thoughtful. I know you're extremely humbled and grateful to, to be where you are in this league, you know, family man as well. Just talk a little bit about that, just kind of kind of the journey. Um, I mean, I come from humble beginnings. I didn't start playing football until I was a sophomore in high school. Only started playing because I was obese. I was about 350 pounds. My mom took away my Xbox. That's really the only reason why I got football. Um, really? She got me a coach. Her and my dad. Well, my dad got me a coach. His name was Robert Mitchell. Trained me for about a month or so. Took me to the high school. We got in an argument because I didn't want to play football. He was like, you're going to play football. He got the permission slip, took it to my mom. My mom signed it. I was on the football field that Saturday. Couldn't finish the workout. Couldn't finish the sprints. I was too big. Uh, I end up not finishing. So um, I come back the next day, obviously, because, you know, I had to be there. But the coach is asking me, Larry, are you still in this? You know, we want to make sure you're still here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still here. But like in my head, I'm like, oh, it has to be like, it's yeah. been gone. But uh, I go through my JV year and uh, we go to the award banquet and they give out the award for most improved JV player. I think my best friend at the time, Trey Grimes, is going to get it. And they end up calling my name. And that was the first time in my life where I felt like I earned some. I really worked for it. So that kind of set everything in motion. I'm first generation Nigerian here. So me and my parents didn't really know about like scholarships, all those kind of opportunities. So I asked my coach what I needed to do because I felt like, oh, I can actually do this football thing. So he said, you got to get faster. You had to get stronger. You had to perfect your technique. So every day after practice, I'll go to the YMCA and I'll start off, you know, running half a mile and biking five miles, then running like a whole mile and biking 10 miles. And I finally got to the point where I could run like two whole miles without stopping and bike 15 miles and my body composition started changing. So I went from like 350 the summer of my sophomore year to like 247 the summer of my junior year. But my coaches got pissed off because they're like, are you trying to play DB? I was like, <laughs> so I bulked back up to like 267 for my junior year, my all-conference, well, 262 for my junior year, all conference. And in 267, I was like all conference, East West All-Star. Had like five uh, five scholarship offers. It was Charlotte, Furman, Howard, Presbyterian, and Catawba. 
Um, I went to Charlotte because it was opportunity to be the first. There was a, they never had a football team. It was it was a unique, you know. Like I've never, you can't no, not a lot of people can say they've been part of a first ever football team. Yeah. So I went to school majoring in computer science and biology. Graduated with my computer science degree, and became the first player ever drafted um, from UNC Charlotte. So and then I played four years in Cleveland, um, which was tumultuous, but it was very it was very there's a lot of growth in there though. You know, you go over, you're like, damn, this is the NFL. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it kind of teaches you that growth. And I have a unique perspective because I went to Cincinnati and my first year with Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl. So it was like, I feel like everything has happened, you know, for a reason. Obviously I got to Pittsburgh in a, an interesting way, but I get here, I'm, I'm welcome with open arms. And, you know, I, I just talk about motivation and 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 pushing because the story could have went either way. You know, you get hurt, you get injured, you know, you're like, all right, it's like you throw it in the tank, like I've tried, like you're having a, the best season of your career. The career thus far, you tear your foot the first playoff game. It's like I played four seasons prior and things weren't good and you know, I was not hurt at all. So it's like now things are going well and you're like, man, damn, like what's going on? But I think it's just I think one of my favorite quotes is that um, the man who loves walking will always walk further than the man who loves the destination. Because a lot of times if you just continue to walk and walk and walk and walk, eventually the destination that you had set for yourself, you you have long past that. You feel me? But you're only worried about the destination and, and trying to get there. Like once you get there, you might be like, all right. And for me, it was just like, I just had to continue to walk and continue to grind and continue to push and crawl and crawl and flight, fight and all that kind of stuff to get to where I wanted to want to be. And there's still more to be done. So I think that's why I just post daily motivation because we're all going through something, you know, like a lot of times we feel like our, our situation is unique and it's just us going through it. But, but everybody has a story. Everybody has a trial that they're, they're working towards or going through. So I think the biggest thing is just, just pushing and understanding that you can do it regardless of your situation. As long as you don't, you know, if you can look up, you can get up. You know, if you fall down seven times, get up eight, like all that kind of stuff is, is, is true. And I, I, that's why I take my, my the person I am in the place that you know God is putting me in uh, so importantly. So, Larry, that's a tremendous story about high school. Did she give you your Xbox back? Yeah, yeah back. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. Find out. <laughs> well, listen, man. Jordan always says it. You got us ready to run through a wall over here. So it's a good time to to let you go, so we can go ahead and run through some walls, right, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, and I know our I know our viewers are really gonna appreciate you coming on. We know I know I know you got a dog too. I I, I seen that. Uh, Shout out the dog. Yeah. There he oh is. my god, that is great. That, that's that. What's the dog's name? Axel. See, we Axel. we didn't even book him for the podcast, and he's coming on. So. Oh, wow. Two for one. You got to love a two for one there right there. That's big time. That is, that is it. Careful. Careful. Actually, we can't have him injured. We can't, we can't have a, a thumb injury or something. Hey, Larry, Larry, we really we appreciate, appreciate you man. coming on, man. No problem. Good luck this season. season. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tell you what, uh -huh. man, that, that high school story, what, 
interesting stuff, right? Like, and this guy went through a lot these last few seasons in terms of his, his injuries. He mentioned it. He had a career year, a career year uh, over there in Cincinnati. And then he failed a physical with the Bears. He was, had this big contract lined up. Um, and ultimately, it was next. He already had signed with them. And he kind of has thrown his hands up in the air, I'm sure, at that point. And, and like, what, you know, what's next for me? Comes to Pittsburgh on that one-year deal, balls out. Uh, you know, it's a guy immediately that you're like, we got to keep this guy. This is a starter for us. This improves the defensive line tenfold. Plus, you take that demeanor he's got there that adds to the culture, that adds to, you know, the, the, the brand, man, the people Mike Tomlin wants to have playing on his roster. And you just got to be elated for a guy like that who seems like he's, he's just in a really good place. He's got three years in Pittsburgh. Let's, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I, I was so excited when I seen that come across uh, Twitter when the Steelers signed Larry because I was like, that's that's what we need. Um, you know, it, it's just that, that was just such a great interview, really to hear his journey. And I can relate so much to just, you know, those quotes. I always tell you, you know, I'm texting you at two thirty yeah. in the morning when I'm at the gym. And the thing is, is that, you know, you just have all these thoughts running through your mind. And, you know, like he said, everyone's going through something. I know, you know, this is a football podcast, but at the end of the day, you know, life is bigger than football. And uh, just to get, you know, you see the, you see him on the field, you see him in the black and gold and to really just get a whole different perspective and dive deep into the athletes. I was just, just great stuff from Larry all around and on the field. I mean, the dude is just, he's an animal. So. Yeah. It's a good time to remind you guys right down there. You're missing out, man. If you're not following us on Instagram at sick podcast Steelers, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, the sick podcast Steelers crazy. We got the best podcasts in town. There are a lot of good podcasts, listen up, that stack up against us. We love what everybody else is doing, but come on, man. We're keeping it sick over here. We're keeping it real. We're having fun. Can't wait to have more great Steelers on, more great athletes, more great reporters and analysts. We're going to be going for a long time here, and season men's right around the corner. Can't wait mm -hmm. to watch Big Larry O. 40, 40 sacks, I said. Make you sure you subscribe sacks. and tell your friends. Every week on the Steelers Crazy Sick Podcast. Until next time, Shane, let's take it to the house. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.